0: Uh, for the sake of my listeners, I would be just mixing the language and English respectively. And I hope many of my target, uh, the people that I want to reach will be able to to hear me and to understand clearly. Uh, I want to speak about characteristics of maturity in the Christian life according to the epistle of John. Actually, uh, we are starting an introduction in the letter of of James. And then I want to uh, throw some things there concerning maturity and build from there. Over the coming weeks, we will be doing uh, an, an exposition of this book, Of this letter, so to say, and uh, I just want to say, not everybody who grows old is growing up. Uh, There's a difference between age and maturity. The older we are, the more mature we should be, and then too often, this is not what is happening in our day and age. Uh, You find people who are growing old but are not growing up who are aging but they are not maturing and this results in problems the problems that we, we, we that we encounter is in our personal life and these problems are caused by immaturity so if Christians back a older, then they will become victors instead of victims so to say so in this letter of James uh, James was trying to help us to understand and to attain spiritual maturity take a when we read the book of James chapter 1 verse 4 are that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing another translation by J.B. Phillips or any you find you have become Many men of mature character, men of integrity with no weak spots. So, (coughs) we shall begin our series of expository lessons based upon the Epistle of James, which I hope will help us all reach this goal of spiritual maturity. Uh, Beginning a study in this book is like preparing for a trip, you like to know ahead of time where are you going what can you expect to, to see so to launch our study we need to answer some important questions who was, who was James number one so we have several men who resemble this name here, here James in the New Testament <coughs> the first one is James the son of Zebedee, uh, and the brother of John and he was a fisherman called by Christ. When you read the book of Matthew, chapter four, verse seventeen to twenty-two, and uh, together with John, they were nicknamed the sons of thunder because of their impulsiveness. And then he was killed by by Herod in the book of in the book of Acts chapter twelve, verse one to two, in forty-four A.D. And the second one is James, the son of. He was one of the apostles, uh, but little is known guy, and there is no indication whether he was the writer of this epistle. And then we have James, the father of Judas, the apostle. This one is a bit more obscure. Uh, we find one reference here high in the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 16. And then the last one we have James, the brother of our Lord. God. So, he is the most likely candidate for who we have authored this epistle yeah, James. And then, uh, he humbly identifies himself only as a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. James chapter 1, verse 1. Uh, he does not exalt himself to say that he is the brother of Jesus. So, therefore, listen to him. He only says that he is the servant uh, of God. And so this is evident that it was the brother actually so because it was the half-brother uh, in Matthew chapter 13 verse 55 and then at first this this man did not believe in jesus remember when they are growing together in a family they did not believe in him and then it was yes, only yeah. after the, the resurrection when jesus appeared uh, that 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 he became also a disciple and he believed in what Christ said he became a leader in the church of Jerusalem, and then I remember that Peter also when he was released sent a special message to, to James. He played also a, an important role in the Jerusalem conference when you read the book of Acts chapter 15, verse 13 to 33. So what kind of man was James? James was, was, was a deep spiritual man, he was a man of prayer. Put an emphasis too much in, in in this in this letter about prayer. Uh, it was also said that he prayed so much that his knees were as hard as a camel. And then he was martyred in, in sixty two A.D. and he was cast down from the temple. And later on, he was beaten. He was beaten to death with clubs as he died. Likewise, he also prayed, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. Uh, the, 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 the Christians, when they went there, when they look at his knees, his knees were indeed so hard because he was a man who was always bound on his knees instead of on his feet so to whom did james write this epistle he wrote it to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad uh, he, james wrote it to the jews living outside in the land of palestine uh, the 12 tribes refer to people of israel the jewish nation you can find them in the book of Acts 26 uh, verse 6 to 7. since Assyria and Babylonian Captivities, many of the Jews were scattered Throughout different nations So James wrote This letter to Christian Jews Nineteen times he Addresses them as brethren. So many Of these Christians were Jews Who were poor And were oppressed And they were also rejected by Gentiles So to say and So being Christian Jews, they were they would also be rejected by their own countrymen. So this letter indicates that most of these believers were poor and some were oppressed by by the rich. Uh, Why did James write this epistle? This epistle suggests that people were having problems in their personal lives and in their church. Uh, Number one, they were going through through trials number two, they were facing temptations to sin. They were the hearers, but not the, the to us. Some were, were, were catering to the rich. Some were, were oppressed by the rich. Some were competing for positions even in the church, and some they using proper use of of, of the tongue. And some they had a problem of wealthiness. and some were strained away from the faith and these problems are not much different from those that we are having as a church today, are they not in churches people who are suffering for one reason or the other are they not members who talk one way but walk another is not wealthiness a serious problem are they not Christians who cannot control their tongue so in this letter, James appears to be dealing with up-to-date problems. He's very current in this in this thing. So he was not uh, just discussing unrelated problems. All these problems had the a common cause, which is a spiritual immaturity. Uh, Butubas but they are not easily offended. But those who are Matured, they are easily on the other hand Offended So this, this this gives us a strong hint here The basic theme of this book Is all about the marks of maturity In the Christian life So James writes To fulfill a great need of spiritual maturity And then Spiritual maturity is one of the greatest Needs in the church Or in the church history God is looking for mature men and women to carry on this work but instead, he finds little children who cannot even get along with each other how can we get the most out of this epistle uh, we need to be born again first no spiritual birth no spiritual maturity you cannot reach spiritual maturity without Born again, we need to be born again. So, the assumption, yeah, 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 James, that those who read this letter they are are born again. You can find it in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 18. And then, uh, rebirth is through obedience to God's word, Uh, it involves being born of water and of the spirit. So, we need to examine ourselves in light of God's word. Let us read James, chapter. I'm reading from the King James version. Uh, but be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So James is admonishing the brethren to to be the doers of the word, not only hearers. We have a problem of people who can quote scripture, who knows the verses, but they cannot live out. The scriptures. He cannot do what the scriptures are saying. So we need to obey what the word of God is, is saying. Uh Verse 25 it says that But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein. He being not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So those that does not only hear but put into practice whatever they hear the bible is saying that they, they shall be blessed in, in, in their work so we must obey what, what what God is teaching no matter what the cost and we must also be prepared for some extra trials and, 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 and testing and we must know that when God is testing us God is not tempting us because it is only the devil who is tempting us, because he is tempting us with an idea or with a hope that we will fail. But when God is testing us, is actually testing us with a with hope that we will pass the test. Remember, the Bible is saying that at all times, and with that test, you also provide a solution. So remember that whatever test you are facing currently now, it is your size. You must understand that. And so it is a lie to say that you let us come to the church and you will not have problems. We will have sorry we will have the the, the testing of of, of 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 our faith. We will have we will have trials. So many people are, um, are being told that when you come to church, your problems will end. But when you come to church, you'll find out that there are trials and they are testing, and that we must be willing to, to, to endure. The Bible is saying that when we endure, it works patience in us. Also, in this book, James chapter 1, verse 3, that knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. When our faith is tried, works in us patience or endurance. So we must rejoice in challenges, we must rejoice in trials, we must rejoice in the testing of our faith, because it works out uh, patience in us. And then uh, whenever he's, he's allowing tests to come to us, it's not for us to fail, but it's actually for, for, for to refine us and to see us passing all those tests. You cannot go to another subject or another grade without first passing the test and the trials. And the last one is that we must measure our spiritual growth by the word of God. We must not measure our our growth by by another person, looking at another person. But we must measure our growth according to the word of the Lord, we must measure ourselves according to, to the will of the Lord, and then in closing, we must remember that not everyone who grows old is growing up. There's a difference between the age and maturity. Uh, just because a Christian has been saved 10, 20, and 60 years does not guarantee that he or she is mature in the Lord. You will find that someone Uh, Someone is is, is 60 years old or has been saved for a long time but they are still immature. These are characteristics of mature Christians. They are happy despite the trials and testing that they face. These Christians, they are useful Christians. They overcome temptation that cross their path. Uh, These Christians, they are able to help encourage others and build their local churches. So, as we are going to continue studying this letter together, I hope that uh, we, we, with God's help we will grow and mature together. I thank you very much.